Aber we just love you. We love you. We love you. We honor you, Father, in the name of Jesus. I thank you that we can just stand here before you in boldness. We can come and just experience your love, your mercy. This was so good just to worship you. It was so good, Father, just to love you and have fellowship with you. I thank you for this time together. I pray this morning for revelation. I praise you, Father. It's not by might nor by power, but by your spirit. And I ask for the seven spirits before the throne just to come and minister, Lord. I thank you for your worrying angels, your ministering angels that come and just touch our hearts today. And I thank you that you breathe life in us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So yesterday we um, had a wonderful day with a woman, and uh, we received very beautiful sweaters. I don't know if you've seen them, or they are still more outside. Are they still? You better have a look at them. Because they gave me one, and I'm telling you, I think I'm going to frame it. I'm not going to wear it. (laughs) I'm honest with you, because everything on there is my life motto. It's just, it's just my journey and what God taught me in my life and what really brought life to me. And I'm going to share about that today. It was when God started changing my compass in life. Everything changed. You know, we spoke last night, and I loved when Pastor Troy, I just love the family. You know, I feel like they're their sister. I feel part of them. But we spoke last night, and, and, and how many people call themselves Christians, isn't it? Well, I don't even want to call myself a Christian. I'm a believer, a believer in Christ. But, you know, being a believer, God a believer can mean many things. Even a believer can mean many things. The one believe, I gave my life to Jesus, and now everything is just going to be perfect. And if it doesn't work out that way, they're getting angry, and they just leave the church. Or things didn't happen the way they wanted, and somebody prayed for me, and I wasn't immediately healed. And they leave. So I start realizing, you know, We are on planet earth. And on earth, the word of God says, we will have difficulties, we will have trials, we'll have tribulations. But Jesus says, be of good cheer, because I have overcome them all. So the key that I found in my life, you know my journey, it's already nearly 20 years now, where I had my first encounter with God. And you know, encounter is a wonderful thing. Wonderful thing, but it will be very, very sad if your life stopped just at an encounter. Mary had an encounter with Jesus. He said this to her, Hail Mary, you found favor with a king. And something in her stirred because the veil was lifted. She realized, oh my goodness, I'm not just Mary. I'm favored, Mary. It changed everything in her life. You found favor with the king. 
So yesterday she was just normal Mary, but immediately when she had this encounter, her life changed. But many people know about Jesus. You can ask them, tell me about Jesus, and you will, they will tell you things about him. Or I encountered him there, or this happened there, or this happened there. But I found in scripture that there's something deeper. So I'm reading to us in Matthew 16 today. Jesus came to Caesarea Philippi and he asked the disciples this question. What are the people saying about me, the son of man? Who do they believe I am? It's all about belief. Because this is going to change your life. It's about the belief. As a man believe in his heart, so he is. So what you believe about Jesus, that's what you will have. They answered, some are convinced you're John the baptizer, others says you're Jeremiah, um, Elijah, or one of the prophets. He says, okay, but you, who do you say I am? If Jesus Christ, the Messiah, is standing before you and me today, and he's asking you this question this morning, who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? You see, kingdom cannot be interpreted. It cannot. Kingdom are revealed. Jesus are revealed. That's why he asked them, who do you say I am? I'm asking you today, you're sitting here in church, how many years? Is Christ revealed to you? Or do you know about him? This changed my life. So Simon Peter spoke up and he said, you are the anointed one. You are the son of the living God. And the moment he said that, the veil lifted because that changed everything in life. If you know who he is, if you know who he is, and you see Peter, he was the one who experienced this firsthand because we all know the story of him, how he went and he caught the fish the day and he couldn't find anything and he was so desperate and he was down and out. Do we all know that place? There's nothing, Lord. I need the fish. I need the money. I need you. I need you. I need you. And when he came out, after being so tired and so desperate, he came out. And the next morning when he saw Jesus, very interesting, Jesus said to him something different than he was normally hearing. His normal way of thinking, Jesus says, I want you to take up this net and put it that side. He was used to put it this side. Because religion can teach you something. Religion can teach you this is the way. This is the way. Do it this way. But when you get the revelation of Christ and you see him, he's going to tell you something different. Because he's going to take you out of your comfort zone. He's going to completely tell you something different. So Jesus said to him, not this side, son, this side. My version, this side, 
It was difficult for him because he only knew this. You know, I had a relationship, and I'm saying I had, has now, have, but it was a certain way because we are taught a certain way. But you know, when you have this revelation of Christ and he comes and he lifts the veil, he shows you a completely new thing. He shows you faith. He shows you how faith looks like. I loved what Pastor Troy said this morning. Because faith is not something that someone can teach you. It's not, even faith is not interpreted. It is revealed. It's Christ revealed. That's faith. That's the kingdom. So when Jesus said to him, put it out that side, you know the story. He found all that fish. Not only the fish, the coin. You see, Jesus, next level, next level, next level. He ran home. Very interesting. He didn't tell his wife of last night. He didn't tell her about the fish, the coin, nothing. He said these words. I found the one. I found the one. I found him. I found him. My version, the veil lifted. The veil lifted. I found him. His name is Jesus, the Messiah. And we have a new covenant. You know, Jesus, I love how it says Peter's revelation from the Father and his confession of Jesus as the Son of God has become the bedrock foundation of the church. The church, the ecclesia, needs to be built. The foundation of the ecclesia needs to be the revelation of Christ. If not, we're going to sink. We're going to sink. What's your revelation of Christ? You see, immediately when he said that, Jesus answered, he says, flesh and blood did not tell you that. No flesh and blood can interpret kingdom for you, Jesus for you. It needs to be revealed. We are under the new covenant. We, we are grafted in. But I realize many a time not unveiled. Now I want to take you back to the Old Testament. The story is not a very popular story. Not very popular. Not, not many people like to preach about Job. Isn't it? Oh, my word. I tell you, my son, he couldn't speak for many years. And one day, he, was, he could only write letters. And one day, he starts writing about Job. I opened the book, and I saw he wrote about Job. I said, oh, no, Lord, I'm sorry, but I don't have strength for Job. I, I just don't want to speak about him. But obviously God wants to teach me something because why would he write about Job? And I just, conf I, I refused. I said, I don't want to know about Job because I knew God was wanting to say something to me. But I didn't want to go there. None of us want to go to Job, is it? But do you know we all somehow in our lives, we take Job's off-ramp. It says Job. <laughs> and before you find yourself, you're in Job 3 verse 5. And there you are. So 
Psalm 23 verse 4, it says, Though I walk through a valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. I want to tell you something. This didn't happen for me overnight. It did not. But the moment when the revelation starts happening in my life, I could identify what God meant when he said, when you have faith, my child, you will have rest. It's called faith, rest. Now, the book of Job explained all of our lives. Because when something happened to us, we start getting hysterical. And we, we want to fix it. We want to fix it. And everybody must come. And we have to come. Pray and do and do and do and do. And we want to fix it. And we warfare. We do all this stuff. And Job's life pretty much looked the same. Have you noticed when you go through tough times, all your friends become counselors? <laughs> True, isn't it? The one says this, the one says you you sin there, you, 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 you need to walk away from Jesus. Everybody has something to say. Job was the same. But can you imagine in one single day, you lose your cattle, you lose your servants, your camels, your children, you lose everything. One single day. You know, I do trauma counseling, so every day of my life I sit with people that go through tough times. And I'm not belittled that, but, you know, they will, they will lose this, or they will lose that. Or, I know, you know, we've been through stuff. You, you go through that, or you go through... But can you imagine, you have still a house to go back tonight. Or you still have a, a vehicle. You know what I'm saying? But everything, like everything in one day, I mean, that's pushing the bar. Even David experienced that. He came back from battle one day and there was nothing left. That's hard. So some of you are sitting here today and you go through tough times. And you think, but when is this going to stop? When is this going to end? How is this going to end? When is, when is God just going to speak and it's going to finish? Well, Job felt the same. And he had circumstances and it surrounded him and it was tough for him. And he also had this question, what is going on? What is going on, Lord? This is a hard season. This is very hard. And we all just wanted to pass. You know, I, I actually smile when people say, do you have a prayer for me? Because I need this to pass. <laughs> I smile because I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. I can just smile and, and give, me, give you my hand. Because no, there's not one prayer. If there was one prayer, there's so much more than one prayer. Let's see what Job did. In this, Job also wanted to know, what am I, I going to do? And then the opinions came, and the friends came. And this one says, pray all this. And the other one says, you haven't repent, or you haven't do this, or you haven't do that. And he's trying everything. That's because we, we're really desperate. Then someone comes and they judge. 
You know what? It's because you're so bad. You've done everything wrong. It's your fault. And you fight it inside. Oh, my word, am I so bad? Am I so bad, Lord? Can you even love me? And um, then the Lord disciplined you. The Lord's doing this to you. And everybody is saying something. But there's a scripture. I just quickly want to see if I can find it. Where, um, oh, yeah. And then the Lord reminded Job. And God and the enemy spoke. God actually, he was busy with the enemy and God said to, Job, to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? That there's none like him on the earth. A blameless and an upright man who fears God and shuns evil. Job 1 verse 8. That's the scripture that I'm looking for. The Lord took me to that scripture one day. God, Yahweh Elohim, the king of the universe, spoke to Satan. He says, this, Job, come here. This is, this is Job. Have you considered him? He says, there is no one like him on this earth. He's blameless. This is how God sees Job. Remember what his friend says about him. Okay? Remember what his friend said. He says he's blameless, he's an upright man, he fears God, and he shuns evil. And this is even before the, old, the New Testament. This is even before the New Covenant. So God sees him like that. What am I saying to you today? Within you and me, there is a God gene. You have a spirit that's created out of spirit, that is born out of spirit. You are born out of God. This is who you are. And then Satan was quickly on his feet. And he came back and he says, but little wonder Job serves you. No wonder he loves you like that. No wonder because why? He knows who he is. He knows who he is. Now, even though you know who you are and all these things happen to you, it's like a storm. And you forget who you are because you lost sight. You start focusing on the things of the earth and you lose sight on who you are. And the things of the earth becomes more important to you to fix than who you are. And Satan was like, no wonder. But now still, the journey started for Job. So what, looks, what is this journey about? The journey is about how do you walk out whatever you face in life? Because it's not just going to disappear. So the key for, for Job was he had to either face his circumstances or turn his face to the one. My version, he had to behold the king. The moment when he started beholding the king, these things fade. And he started knowing who I am in Christ. 
But in our life today, I see how we all, and it's not a bad thing, but we are so much searching for the answers, and we miss that the answer is Him. It is Him. He is that. You don't need a prayer. You need Him. And when we turn our face back to Him, I want to tell you something. It was Job's secret. It is our secret. Everything changed in His presence. Do you know that the demonic cannot stand in his light? Do you know that? Do you know that sickness needs to flee in his presence? Do you know that that's the only place when you get perspective and revelation? That's the only place. But what the enemy does, what Satan does with Job and all of us, he makes this look so big in the end of the world. I need to fix this. No, you can't. You need to fix your eyes on him. Jesus did not ask of us to clean up Egypt. Did he? He said, get out. Did he say, clean up Babylon for me? Did he say that or did he say, get out of Babylon? Quick, get out. Did he say, depart from iniquity? Or did he say, fix it? Took me years to find the revelation of Christ. Who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? Do you try to do it for him? This was Job's key. Now, the key to his life and that brought him to the other side, despite of his wrestling, his questions, his anger, his self-pity, his depression. Is that normal? Yes, I've been through that. Lord, what now? Lord, how long? Lord, when? Lord, this? Lord, that? Lord, fix it now. Until he said, I thought I know you. I thought I know you. I did not. How does knowing God looks? You behold the king. You behold the king and in his presence, the rest will become like mist in this world. You will start going into another dimension, which is called the kingdom. And you will bring kingdom down. You will be the vessel of honor for the master's use. You will stand. Doesn't matter what you face. No wonder Satan says that he loves you. No wonder. But not many people took up this place. Not many people. We try to fight out there. And we are, it's like... We are just lying flat on our faces. There's nothing left of us. God has more for us in store. He wants us to live kingdom here on earth in spite of what we face. And I truly believe as a family, we live that because, I mean, I can feel sorry for myself. I can cry every day. I can feel self-pity. We are in a place, and I shared it yesterday, and it's not easy for me to share, and I'm not embracing that, but that's what we face now. 
in, in, in COVID, my son had 13 epilepsies one night, and then he, he went back in a coma, he came out, and his brain got very hurt. And now at this stage, we have one day. You get up in the morning, what's my name again? Where do we live? How old am I? One day. Just one day a day. And I ran to the Lord, I said, one day? He says, what are you going to do with this day? So tell me, what are you going to do about this day? Are you going to celebrate me in this day? Are you going to bring kingdom down in this day? What are you going to do in this day? Are you going to feel sorry for yourself? Are you going to try and, and fix things? You see, in this place, the anointing comes, the healing comes, faith. This is where faith runs in this place. This is exactly what Job did. And when you have the depressed days and when you have the sorrow days, because you're human, you get up from that place and you turn your eyes to Jesus and you say, Lord, I choose to love you in the midst of. I choose to focus on you in the midst of. You have the ability to choose. I hold before you life and death, blessing and cursing. You choose. But somehow we think there's going to be one perfect little day. The perfection is in Christ. Do you know when the Lord starts showing me this, he showed me like a hoodie on our faces. He says, this needs to be lifted, Rita. As more as you behold the king, his glory will come. Life will come. And you will enter into this realm. You don't need to wait for one day to die. You can enter right now. But Satan knows, few know. He knows, few know. That's why he smiles. So, I, I'm very careful to say what I'm saying now, but I pretty much believe what I'm saying. You are completely safe when you face Jesus. Because the enemy hates that position. He hates that position. He wants us to run around and do all our stuff. But when we get to the place, and in this place where I face Jesus, I get peace. I get rest. doesn't matter what goes on around me. I handle today, I have the strength for today, and you know what? Before I know, God comes through. Before I know, God comes through with something. It's just because who he is. Hosea 7 verse 14 says, The Lord rebukes his people through the prophet Uzziah. And he was, he said, They did not cry out to me, with their hearts when they wailed upon their beds. They didn't cry out with their hearts to God. They tried to do it all by themselves. You know, we all love the Psalms, isn't it? But I tell you, if you read the Psalms, you'll see David didn't have everything perfect in his life. He went through a lot of turmoil. But... He went through seasons of calamity. He went through many, many heart, heart, pain, trials and tribulations. But what he had, he says, my tears are my food day and night. 
he spoke about the valley of Becca, Psalm 84, verse 5 and 6. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on a pilgrim rich. As they pass through the valley of Becca, they make it a spring. The rain also covers with pools. It is a journey. I want you to put on the journey of faith. I want you to share a little bit of my journey. And then afterwards, we're going to pray. Because life is a journey, and I want you today to get new strength for your journey. And after this, I'm going to pray for you, and we're going to surrender our journeys, and we're going to turn our spirit eyes towards the Lord. You can put that on. on. Thank you. They say it only takes a little faith to move a mountain. Well, good thing a little faith is all I have right now. God, when you choose to leave mountains unmovable, oh, give me the strength to be. God is faithful. I think more than ever in my life I'm in rest. Because the day that you have is the day that the Lord created. And you only have today. Many days when he goes to a little place where they, they work a little bit, you know, recycling or whatever in the mornings and lunchtime time we go and fetch him and I ask, what did you eat for lunch? 
And he sits and he says, I'm going to try my best. I'm going to try my best. And then he don't remember. And the other day, he said, it was spaghetti bolognese. But it wasn't. Because <laughs> he has a caretaker and I ask afterwards, is that it? He says, no. But when I say spaghetti bolognese, I say, yes, spaghetti bolognese, spaghetti bolognese. And we just celebrate every little moment. And I see how Jesus smiles. If we go through trials, but our eyes fixed on him. It brings you peace. It grounds you. It makes you solid. You know, last time when I was here, he just got a little bicycle. And someone from America brought the bicycle. And you, you sit on it and you have to walk. So he tried it out. The woman says, try it out, and then you can get it. And it was a bit too much money for us. But when he tried it out around the pool, he, he came around. He speaks very monotone. He screams to his dad. He says, pay the lady, pay the lady. <laughs> now, what do you do? I mean, really? And the lady wants dollars. Mm. <laughs> well, I just, by faith, I just took it. And we had dinner, and I was just showing the video of Aldo. And your amazing Pastor Troy just said, well, I'm going to pay his bicycle. When I got back home, I showed him the amount that it's paid, the bicycle is paid. He looked at me and said, I told you so. <laughs> I told you so. So... You know, Jeremiah, is he here? Is he there? But I'm just going to share with you something of him he doesn't know yet. So I prayed that they come and visit me, the youth, and that we can do something. And then this youth pastor, you see, she was on one of the videos there, on one of the photos. In South Africa at this moment, there's a lot of storms and rains, and the people live in really poverty. And she has a little baby, and one day she came in. I could see she's not, everything's not fine in the office. I said, what's wrong? She says, no, you know, I sit at night with, with baskets because the, the, the house is just leaking, and it's, you know what I did? I said, well, let's pray that the Lord will help you. The Lord will help you. And I prayed. Oh, have you ever prayed something, and when you finish, you feel like, <laughs> what did I just pray? You know, do you know that feeling? the Lord to help you or the Lord give you food. You know that thing. I walked out there. I'm like, God, this was not good, was it? He says, no, not good at all. <laughs> I said, what now? He says, now you step out in faith and you're going to get a new house. I said, for real? I can't do that. He says, yes, you are. You just prayed that. So if you put it on the new, um, the other clip. So we started by faith. And when Jeremiah and them is going to come, they're going to help us with this kind of projects. So you can put it on and show them. So at the end, you'll see we're not finished with a little house, but you'll see we're, we're busy.
That's faith in action. I um, want to thank you for opening your heart to receive from the Lord. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray. And if you want to come today and ask the Lord, help me. Help me to lay down my own ways. I want to behold you. Can I ask if someone of the band can help me with this? Are you there? Oh, sorry, I don't even see you guys. So just close your eyes, and I want to ask for those who want to come to the front, you're very welcome. If you want to sit in your chair, you're also welcome. Jesus is quite able to touch you right there. So, but if you feel in your heart, no, he says, I need to come to the front. You do that. I'm going to pray for you today that God will touch you, whatever your need is. If your need is for him to turn your heart towards him, if your need is to surrender, if your need is faith rest, if your need is healing, come to the one. He's right here. He is the spirit of truth. He is the mighty God, the great I am. When you have your eyes on darkness right now, there will be evil intelligence speaking to you. They will try to tell you that it's never going to break through for you. If you look at Job's story, even though he had to go through all that, God changed his story. He did. God changed every story you turn your eyes towards him he changed my story from fear to rest faith rest from sorrow to joy this is the place where we trade it's a trading floor where we trade the old for the new where we trade our tears for joy. It's this place. I want you to see yourself standing before the throne. See yourself standing there. See yourself beholding the King. It's the greatest position that you can ever take in. Beholding the King. The Lord rebuke the spirit of depression right now. The Lord God rebukes you in Jesus' name. You need to leave. The Lord rebuke the spirit of poverty in Jesus' name. You need to leave. This is the day that the Lord has made and He wants to pour out a fresh anointing upon us all. A fresh, a fresh anointing from the throne of grace and I want you to see as you behold the king 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's a door opening up. See yourself walking into that door. See yourself entering in. He says, come. Come, my beloved child. The Lord rebukes every sickness in Jesus' name. You need to leave. The Lord rebukes every evil intelligence speaking to you right now in Jesus' name. You need to leave. Freedom in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. All fear need to leave right now. All fear leave right now. In Jesus' name, you leave. All you need to do is behold the King. That's all you need to do is behold the King. Behold the King. In Jesus' name. What's your name? That's what you do. You follow Him in peace. You follow Him in love. You follow Him. The Lord God rebuke the spirit of fear in Jesus' name. All evil intelligence, the Lord God rebukes you right now. Father, I praise you for your mind of Christ that you release over us right now. The mind of Christ. God opens a door. You walk in that door. In Jesus' name. What's your name? Father, I pray for the revelation of Christ. 
I pray for the revelation of your kingdom. Let your healing flood this place, Lord. Let your healing flood this place. Let your healing flood this place. You belong to the King. You belong to the King. From your head to your toe, healing in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father. over this place. I pray for peace in everyone's heart. I pray, Father, that we will stop complaining, but rejoicing, because God is on the throne. God is on the throne. I thank you, Lord, that nothing touches us when we're in you. Take us in your heart, Lord. Thank you. I'm in Him and Him in me. Let your kingdom come and your will be done. I bless you with the favor of God, Yahweh Elohim, upon your life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. I didn't think you need to stop. I think you can go on. I unfortunately have to leave for the next campus, but I tell you, the presence of God is so here. If you can, I, I feel it. If you can, just stay in His presence for a moment. Don't even let someone pray. Just focus on Him. Just in, in childlike faith. Lord, I love you. Lord, I thank you. I'm safe in you. I thank you that I can just behold you. I thank you for the favor because I am your child I love you Lord in Jesus name Amen someone going to take over from me thank you let's give our sister in the Lord in Jesus a big hand The altars are open if you need prayer. We'll have our altar ministers come forward if you need prayer. Come up and see them. That's what they're here for. Otherwise, everybody please stand up. As we dismiss you, live right, pray hard, and love everybody. God bless you. See you Wednesday night here at 7 o'clock. Amen.